Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so that we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Do you know the history of the post credit scene? <gasps> I don't know the history of the post credit scene. Do you know where, like, what the first like post credit scene? So went? there's, a, I mean, you could go back in movie history and try I know to there's lots out. of movies with outtakes, right? That like have outtakes can, and like, stuff. You go to but, like Cannonball Run, and they have outtakes, in right? There. But if you wanted, mostly agreeably, mm-hmm. maybe there'll be some, and I would hope to see if this if this starts some discussion on this. But it might go back to 1968. Okay, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, interesting. Because if you remember, at the end of that movie, throughout the credits, audiences, they see the stills of people burning the zombies. There's audio of this. After the credits are finished, they ignite the bonfire. Huh. So technically, that would be, I mean, that's considered a post-credit okay. scene. Okay. Um, that's one of the earliest ones. And you're, one of your favorite movies of all time really has one of the, the second or third earliest what I would definitely consider a post-credit scene. Oh, okay. And that would be 1979's The Muppet Movie. <laughs> Along in search of good times and good news. <gasps> yes. Because animal, the entire, yeah. the enti- not only is it a post-credit scene, it's it also breaks the fourth wall. Yep. Which has been immortalized in movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know, yeah. You can yeah. think of a ton of different movies like that. We go basically the whole credits of the Muppet movie are the Muppets kind of having watched the movie and in the theater, uh-huh. and it ends after the end of the credits. Animal just basically you know looks and he says go home bye bye yeah and he passes out. <laughs> Um, oh, bye-bye. And I just think that's interesting. Now, why do I bring this up? Okay, now, technically, before <laughs> everyone goes, well, this isn't really a post credit scene because... Uh, I believe uh, you need to have credits uh, before to have a post credit scene, Rob. I do know what, what credits look like. I realize this doesn't exactly happen in this minute. However, yes. this is... I mean, it, come it, on, everybody. It, 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 this is basically yeah. a post credit scene, but... I just thought it would be kind of interesting to kind of see about, yeah. you know, what's history. the history. I know. I, so. I appreciate that because here we are at minute 105 of a film from 2008 directed by Louis Leterrier. It is known as The Incredible Hulk. And this is where that movie comes to an end. Can you believe we've gotten here, Rob? Like this is. I can't. The, I actually The movie can't. actually, <laughs> like, like in, this, in this minute we're about to talk about, this is where the movie actually ends. How did we do this? What? <laughs> I don't know. Like the show's not done. Oh yeah, we're, we're not like, done. Like, we're not done yet. The, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. we got more. We got more because we got we got credits and all kinds of more stuff coming. You won't believe what we have coming up. But uh, but yeah, but this is actually where it comes. I, I I can't believe we got here. So but let's get into what the actual minute. Here. Right. So we we go back to the letter yes. because we picked up where we left off, which is basically the letter that that Bruce wrote to Betty uh, with her with nothing else in it, just the the necklace. But we won't get into that. If you want to hear our ranting about that, go to one hundred four. The person is meditating. We still don't know exactly who it is. We have our suspicions, but it, so usually now now I'm not a meditating person. Are you a person who meditates? Uh, I meditate, but it's mostly in prayer. It's not. It's not necessarily in. I'm not in the lotus position. Mm-hmm. Now, do we know what he was drinking? Because I was just thinking, like, why would you have a big cup of coffee before you meditate? Now we did say that tea. That okay. was tea. And that's something, actually, you know, I don't think we talked about in the last minute. Oh, yes, he was boiling it. That's right. That wasn't... Well, he was before. boiling it, and when you notice when he's pouring it, it's a bright red. Okay. So that makes a lot so more sense. So it's not coffee. It's got to be... It's definitely an herbal tea of some kind that he has procured from the mountains of... 
yeah. Bella Coola, you know, <laughs> yeah. where he is. Yeah, here in BC. So uh, we see someone sitting in Lotus position, with him, and it turns out, oh, it is Bruce Banner. Oh, uh, and he is rocking up a pretty decent beard. It looks good. I know, it looks good on him. Edward Norton can really rock the beard. So I'm not sure if this is something he grew or there's something that the makeup people put on him, but like, it looks good on him. He's dressed well. He's yeah. His cabin looks rustic. Yeah. He's a canner. Yep. It's and for all we know, there's like two cabins over is Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no. Spoilers for the end of Dexter. Oh, boy. Which, that's... which I'm happy to spoil because that ending was terrible. Yeah. Um, well... So so uh, as we as we like move in closer on him, we hear his heart beating. He is not wearing uh, the polar watch, that heart monitor. Right. Um, but it's getting louder and louder and louder. And so we see... Hey, Rob, how long has it been since there's been an incident? Oh, it's 31. 31 days. So we know it's been a full month since the incident in Harlem. But so then as we're, as we're going in and the heart is getting louder, suddenly Bruce opens his eyes and they're glowing green and the counter resets to zero. And we think, oh, man, man, he's lost control again. The Hulk's there. But no, we hear a slight growl. And then Bruce smirks at us, and it all goes black. And that's where we come to the end of The Incredible Hulk. Now, so what the heck just happened? So what do you think of that? Yeah, I, okay, so I guess this whole thing that we've been we've been going through about Bruce's journey, and so we, we've seen changes along the way. So we've seen, like, when he was, had to defend himself at the, in the bottling plant. That was a different kind of thing. So then by the time we get to Culver University, he's trying to actively to help Betty. And we see him be heroic in that thing and, and actually not start any fights, right. just end them. And then when, when it came down to when there's no one else around, he wasn't looking for more people to fight. He was staying there. And, and he's the one who saved Betty in that situation from uh, Ross being overbearing. Then we get to see Bruce make the choice to become a hero by throwing himself off the helicopter, not knowing if he would die or not. Right. But he put himself in harm's way to unleash the monster. And then he said, I don't think I'm going to control it. I think I can aim it. But then we saw the Hulk... You know, after the fight, like basically calm but not changing, he said, "Betty, for goodness' sakes!" I mean, that's a that's a big step forward, and then making the decision to leave. Right. Whereas, like, no one in that whole area was going to stop him doing anything he wanted, but he made the choice to leave. So there's been this gradual journey. So now we get the thing where Bruce apparently can trigger the transformation and he does not seem upset by it. So it's not a stressful thing happening. It's not an external force that's doing it. He's causing the transformation himself and seems at peace with it, if not enjoying it. It, well, okay. So, no, and I think that's excellent review of, I think, that hero's journey that we've talked about this throughout the different episodes. And we've talked about that. Yeah. He clearly, it went from unbridled, uncontained monster, rage monster to this, you know, slow journey of being able to to somehow maybe channel it or focus it like we've discussed and like he said. Yeah. But I mean, okay, the implication here is that he does he not change? Like, what is... He's smiling because, okay, I can activate it. What I'm assuming here is he's saying is I can activate this at will and I can somehow control it. Yeah. Doesn't he, does he ruin his clothes? Like, is he, does he. Does he, that's a good question. Is he going to destroy the house? Right. 
Because, I mean, like, everything leading up to this was very peaceful. It was making tea. It was writing a letter. Uh, and, and now meditation. And now Hulk showing up. Like, all those things are, are incongruous for, for that. And so... make no mistake. Like, okay, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, right? Yeah. And the first time I think I saw it, I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Ooh, you know, now he's in control. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's a good way to end the movie. Ooh. Like, what is that? Now, now, never did I think, like, oh, well, someday I will be in the 1,000th minute of discussing this this movie and now I'll say, well, what exactly happens to the cabin? And like, those are the necklace? What happens if the necklace gets lost? He'll hate himself for that. And then what's going to happen then? Right. And he should have just sent it directly to her from the pawn shop. But that's another episode. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like, what, <laughs> what? I don't know. This doesn't. I don't know. This seems to me like an ending that was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool uh-huh. without really thinking it through? And I, and I don't. I mean, again, without proof of anything else or otherwise. That's kind of what I get from this. Yeah, I well, from my research, they had intended to go on. And so there was there's conversations about what the next step would be. So clearly they were leading to something. And there there's a whole oh. conversation that that Edward Norton gave an interview at one point and he talked about wanting to explore Bruce Banner as the conscious dreamer, which I it's like I still don't know exactly what that means. There was an intention of the the next time we saw Bruce and the Hulk, they would be very different from what we had seen in the past. And I, well, the next time they show up, he is very different from what in the past because right, he looks like a totally ways, different right. person. Uh, and he also has a different you know uh, uh, triggers and, and that kind of thing too. And so that 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 leads into a conversation you know for. Um, future season right uh but because we, we're we already talking about what we see here but yeah but clearly there was an intention that they were going to change things up interesting i mean like the, 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 it was it was you know, like from this point on we were not going to follow the typical you know don't make me angry like we were angry that seems to have gone away yeah because this because okay because outside of it being a and again of course i don't mean to i don't mean to suggest that Oh, let's do this. This is cool. No, clearly a ton of care was taken into this movie. I don't think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I think they were No, I think you're absolutely right. I think they are pointing to a very different take on the character than what we've seen actually unfold. Yeah. Since this movie. Yeah, and and actually this is cool enough that it makes me regret that they never got the chance. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I like I I kind of want to see where they're going with this in the, in the in the same way that we're going to see a, a different version of the right. Justice League. Right. Coming in the in right. next year, I don't know when you're listening to this, but supposedly in 2021, we're going to see that. I, I right. still want to see it because I, right. I want to see what the what the intention was following up on uh, on the story. Like I like to see people come be able to complete their stories, and I kind of wish they were able to complete the story to to see what it was. And could it have been bad? Sure, but like it would have been interesting to see what their thinking was and, and how they were going to do a, a very different version of the Hulk that we've ever seen before. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it so, be amazing? But yeah, so uh if I don't know, like let's say mm. phase six, right? And we find out that Ed Norton <laughs> sure. is from a different he's from a different universe. And his Hulk Oh, you know? There's there's a, apparently there's a multiverse of madness out there that Can you Oh my god, would that not be the greatest Cameo be, ever, yeah. You think you think bringing uh, um, Natalie Portman was a, a huge coup? If they, by the way, if they bring Bruce and Betty back for even just a cameo, I would lose my mind. And what if like this Hulk? Because maybe what this is what this is kind of hinting at is that not only could he control it, he can just like it's it's him, it's Bruce, but he can just have a Hulk arm. And he punches someone with the arm, and then <laughs> oh. it just goes back to normal. 
You know, there is a little bit of, of a comic book homage here. Now, I, I don't know how much it was intended for them, but see, I, I, this is just a point off the top of my head, so I, I, this was not in my notes, unfortunately, so I'm just off my head. But Peter David, one of the, my favorite writers of all time, wrote the whole comic for 10 years almost and got fired. So they're basically like, like, hey, you did a good job, uh, but now we're going to give it to somebody else. So, you know, just Thanks. wrap it up. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So, like, as as he'd like taken the Hulk and ever like all the greatest things you know of Hulk, ninety percent of them came from Peter David's run, and so he wrote the ultimate mic drop screw you issue of Hulk. It's it's one of the, it, it is a work of genius. If any any comic he's, uh, of the many many hundreds of comics he's written, this is the one that I would get signed by him if I could because it is such a boss move. So in it. Bruce is being interviewed by someone off camera. We don't know who it is. So Bruce is just sitting in the chair. And basically, Peter David does this thing where he goes through everything that's sort of like he had written in the Hulk, but then goes on this thing where he goes, and here's what the next 10 years would have been. And he talks about all these little things that would have happened along the way to get to whatever the point is that this conversation is happening in the in the near future. Basically, it's like, here's the stories you're never going to get to see. Oh, and then it ends with like basically the idea that the Hulk and Bruce have merged into something new. And it and and so the last shot is Bruce mostly in darkness and sitting in his chair, and he just opens his eyes and his eyes are glowing green. Oh, and so you have the idea that now he is a super genius with super strength, not not Professor Hulk, but he's evolved into something new, and then and that's where the issue ends, and that's where his run ends, and it's like mic drop, I'm out, and it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but and so I can't, I don't know I don't know if this was inspired by that they didn't talk about it in the commentary at all. That oh my god, that like it's it's so similar in terms of like their intent that I have to think that it might be just be parallel tracks, both creative people working on the same thing. But it's it's I, I when I saw it, I was sort of like, oh yeah. Okay, I got to say something that to me gives this a whole different meaning. Then yeah, I mean it, it really could be that that like you like you're saying like this is him merging personalities like that he's summoning the the strength or the power of the hulk without a full-on rage transformation ripping clothes thing i I don't know wow oh i love that okay well no then well then i kind of like well now i like this now (laughs) (laughs) it'd be interesting to 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 find out if this was the original the always the plan they're always getting to get to this point or if they came up with this somewhere along the way and went oh you know be cool you know kyle if we ever talk to any of these individuals (laughs) I think this yep, would be a would great be. question to ask them. <laughs> I know I'm keeping my I keep my list for, uh, the, for the, all those uh, big Hollywood parties that I, I attend all the time. That I'm uh, like you know walk over by your teenager. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> I couldn't. Have. Well, you were you were involved in the Hulk film, weren't you? Oh, that's great. But yeah, but so, but so then so here we so we've come now to the end of the movie proper. That is the that is Fade the, to black. That is a picture. That is a picture wrap on Edward Norton, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! That is it. Way to go. We know him. We love him. And that's it. Movie's over. He, he was a good Bruce Banner. That's it. Nope. Movie's over. Credits. But no. right now, you would think, you would think this is where the credits would go. Right. You would think this is the point where line producer, whatever it is that they're going to like, it's, it's always um, it's always the, the hardest working people usually get the first uh, right. of the credits. Um, but no. Instead, we get what we have now come to think of as the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. So this really should be in that place, but they decided it's cool enough. Let's just tack it on to the end. So I really feel that the movie ended 
with Bruce right there, and this is the post-credit scene. We just didn't happen to stick any credits in there because, uh, right. let's say Universal was impatient. Let's just get to it. This is really cool. Let me show you this thing. Well, are they are they worried? I mean, seriously, because are they worried that people are going to leave? I absolutely believe they are worried people leave because many, 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 yeah. many people, including a lot of my friends, did not see the post-credit scene in Iron Man because they walked out. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what we have been trained to do by, you know, umpteen years of, of movie going. So this is kind of interesting the way that this le- this leads in because we actually he- we hear something before we see it. Right. Exactly. It's on black. Like we're on the black screen and we're waiting for the words to come scrolling up and for the, you know, the, the credit music to start playing. Maybe a terrible pop song. That's what a lot of credit scenes. <laughs> oh, my God. When the Hulk is in the house. No. But instead we hear a very gruff voice that we know say, Reload. And so we cut to Thunderbolt Ross is getting shockingly drunk. Well, okay, so right off the bat, what's he what's he drinking? The, actually, this is a local concoction called the Hulk. <laughs> uh, yes. Really, yeah. The, really, this is a drink. Do you know what it's made of? I don't. Do you? There is a story on this drink because it is called it. It sometimes is called the Incredible Hulk, yep. right? Right. So it can also be called Green Eyed Monster, Shrock, uh, Hip and Hen. It's a green colored cocktail. It's made by equal parts of a fruit liqueur called Hypnotic and Hennessy brand cognac. Oh. And it's poured over ice. And obviously it's named famously because of its green color. Right. It's like the Incredible Hulk. So originally what the story is, again, as always, thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> the drink was originally uh, supposedly created by U.S. Army soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas in 2003. Okay. There was a, a launch of the hypnotic liqueur. Somebody, basically an employee, they were noticing that that women were like drinking this sort of drink, but they weren't. They were drinking it because it seemed kind of fruity and a whole bunch of other things. And they wanted to do a twist on it, and it came all about from all these different sources and stuff. Oh, this is a, this is a drink that men will drink, and so there we go. Okay, so the history, like Thunderbolt Ross drinking Hulks. Question is, what was William Hurt drinking? Was he drinking just Gatorade on the rocks? <laughs> Something that was nice and green? I think he was drinking this stuff. No, I, I think this Oh, is, you think he's drinking the real thing? All right. I think he's drinking the real thing here. <laughs> so he's got the cigar in one hand and the drink in the other, uh, downs the, his, his drink and says that again, reload. Uh, and he uh, looks in the mirror and you know what, Rob? I don't think he likes what he sees. No, he doesn't. He's looking at a, a broken man. Unkempt tie. Yep. Uh, I wonder smoke. if Betty's enjoying Lady Liberty. Yeah. Hope she doesn't call that stupid Leonard. <laughs> Don't worry. I wonder if I should be monitoring her mail. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> for crying out loud. So. Who is this? Why is she with some David guy now? What is this? <laughs> anyway. What? Who's this guy now? Um, so then. Uh, in a very uh, cowboy kind of shot, the door swings open, and in walks a man. A man who comes striding through, but we don't get to see his face. Uh, he says, the smell of stale beer and defeat. And it's like, I feel like I, I, I might have recognized that voice. Yeah, that voice does sound familiar. And then he walks, he walks up uh, behind the general and says, you know, I hate to say I told you so, general. And that's where the minute and ends. And that's where the minute ends. I feel like I know that voice, though. Can't even get a post-credit scene in. We Stop. Right. We gotta find out what happens. <laughs> right? No, the voice Here sounds very familiar. We can't even finish the... yeah, it's a very familiar voice, but I don't know. Who is this strange man? Mm, he looks He looks like he's got a, a suit on of some kind. He does. I know. He's wearing a suit. Uh, I mean, his nice clothes are in stark contrast to the, the uh, uniform that, that Thunderbolt Ross is wearing. Oh, 
stark contrast? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. But, but but we don't see his face, and we won't until minute 106. All right. So you'll have to tune back in to, to finish the rest of our, our not pre-post-credit sequence. There you have it. In the meantime, uh, if you are a fan of math and you count the stars on Ross's shoulders, you'll see that there are four of them. But you know what I like better than four stars, Rob? What? Five stars. Wait, five stars? That's right. So if you've made it to episode 105 oh my God. of our podcast and you like five stars, then let's keep this five train a-rolling and give us a five-star review on iTunes or any other podcast service that you use. It helps people find the show. Uh, it helps spread the love around, and it makes us feel good about ourselves. Well, I mean, look, I think everyone could use a little bit of love. And, and you know, and here's the deal. Like, be, be honest, but, you know, here's some ideas. I mean, don't just say, hey, these guys said give this podcast a five-star rating. Yeah. No, talk about it's exciting and it's informative. Mm-hmm. I've learned some great things about life and myself, and I laugh a lot. Yeah. This podcast on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, makes me feel great. If you want to feel great, you should listen to them, and that's why I've given it a five-star review. There you go. Look at that. Just transcribe that, or just say hashtag five stars for spar. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. So we'll see you back here for a minute 106 as we wrap up this post-credit sequence. But there's still more show to go. Don't unsubscribe just yet, people. Don't ever unsubscribe. Don't ever unsubscribe. No, no, no. Don't ever unsubscribe. There'll always be more. Stay with us forever. Hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. For now. Yeah.